According to one study, 67.5% of marriages that ended did so primarily due to communication problems. This means that just as we are aware, communication is a foundation of healthy relationships. And sure, sex, connection, and all the things in between are important, but none of that's happening if you don't have that communication. Welcome to the today's show of Fix Yourself First with Dr. Christy. I'm a clinical sexologist, certified sex therapist, and coach who has spent the last 16 plus years helping people just like you create better connections with themselves, which absolutely helps those connections with others through one-to-one work, group programs, online courses, and through different events. In this episode, I'm going to be walking you through how to be a better communicator in relationships because Look, communication, the idea of it sounds simple. You just communicate, right? But it's all that stuff that gets in the way. Our feelings, our experiences, our background, our trauma, the other person's actions, behaviors, trust affect how we communicate. And look, there's so many benefits to being able to communicate properly. You have better connection, better sex, stronger relationships, definitely those that want to last for the long term. But we can't have those things without being able to connect. And connection is the trust, and trust is that intimacy. We are nothing without it. So commonly, somebody will reach out and say, hey, sex isn't the way I want it to be, or we've got this desire difference going on, or we've got this issue with uh, cheating, infidelity, things going on. Like, all right, so are y'all talking about it? Well, it's hard to talk about. Absolutely it is. So I'm going to walk you through five different things that you can start doing that's going to help you be a better communicator. And as you hear this, you're going to relate. It might sound like you or it might sound like your partner. So you're listening both ways to apply it to yourself and some of these things to share with your partner. Let's start out with radical responsibility. And that's just as it seems that just being wholeheartedly and authentically responsible for how you communicate, how you come off, how you behave, how you process things, how you deal with things. We have to accept that we don't have control over anyone else. We've only got control over ourselves, And there's freedom that comes with that because whew, like our to-do list isn't full enough. Then now we don't have to worry about trying to fix someone else or do something for somebody else. It's got to be for ourselves. We are only in control of what we do, how we act, and how we behave. And when we realize that, we can step into ourselves. And it's going to be easy to not want to do that because responsibility is tough. That means I have to step up and say, I'm sorry sometimes. Or I'd say, hey, I totally screwed up. But with that ability to be radically responsible for ourselves is the best chance we have at having healthy relationships. Because when we show up in those relationships with that responsibility of self, we're modeling that for our partners, as well as we're also saying, hey, this is what I'm, how I'm showing up. Therefore, I expect only to have healthy relationships, which means partners are going to be showing up similar, the same way, taking their own responsibility. It's scary when we start getting healthier, because that means we're going to stop putting up with the crap, the toxicity, and the things in our relationship that aren't working for us. And that can be really scary. But when we do that and we say, I got to fix myself first. I can't control them. I'm sure not wait for them to change. I'm going to change me and see how this works out. That is one of the biggest steps towards communicating better. The second is letting it roll. This is letting things that your partners say to you roll like watered out of ducks back. Because your tendency may be to just suck it in and personalize it and have this big reaction 
maybe not even really hearing what they're saying or making it about you when it had some flavors about you, but it was really their stuff. But then you get defensive and you spit it out. And then the table turns back to, well, look how you talk to me. Well, then look how you talk to me. If you're not letting it roll a bit more, and if you're stuck in personalization, you can easily develop this tit for tat in a relationship. Well, you did this. Well, no, but you did this. And you caused me to do that. If we go back to the first one, no one calls you to do anything. You decided by your thoughts and beliefs about the situation how to react. So we have this tendency of making it about us when most of the time our partners are going through something, even if it applies to us, that we're making it so about us. We're telling the story in our head, what they might be thinking, what they may be believing, what's going on for them. And these assumptions run wild. We start writing this narrative. So it's really important to make sure that we are not personalizing and taking in everything they say about us as if it's the gospel truth. So what this looks like, if you're doing this, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, like you heard it that way, but no, I was just saying that this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. Or if you're the one that's personalizing, you can say, hey, I just jumped. I got real defensive real quick. That wasn't all right. I'm sorry about that. I behaved silly. I've got the stress going on and I jumped on you. That wasn't fair. Jumping in there and just owning your stuff, which also ties back to the radical responsibility, but not taking in everything as if it's actually happening because most of the time it is not personalizations are keeping you stuck in conflict. The third thing you do to be a better communicator in your relationships is to not be the victim. Now, I know things may have happened to you. I know you might have had experiences. I know trust may have been broken, all kinds of things. So it's important to work through that and heal that. But if you start using victimhood as your defense mechanism, you're blowing a hole in your relationship. It can't even connect in trust because Each time something is said, you turn it back on your partner. Or if you're the partner who has someone that's doing this, you feel like you can't say anything to them because when you say something, they jump, they get defensive, and it causes you to avoid, to stuff and stack and shut down, which pushes you further away from them, which makes more problems. Y'all can hear this constant conflict cycle, right, of how it's fed and you stay very stuck. If you stay in that victimization space, you are not going to grow. You're not going to take responsibility. And that's more of that defense mechanism that is not helping you get your needs met. The goal in a relationship is for all people to get their needs met. And if you're staying in victimhood or if you're staying on the end of shutting down because you can't bring anything up to them because they're going to take it like something you're doing to them, communication just ceases. Therefore, trust goes down because we don't trust people we can't talk with, right? Therefore, intimacy goes down. Therefore, connection goes down. The fourth thing you can do to be a better communicator, it's really important, is to apologize without hesitation. Now, word of caution for all of my over-apologizers out there. I'm not telling you to turn it up and apologize more. Please, no, 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 no. You're saying you're sorry. You didn't even do anything. Y'all, I'm not talking to y'all. That's a whole other thing, right? I'm talking to people that struggle to say, I screwed up. I'm sorry that came out wrong. Now, People that struggle with saying, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean they're egotistical. It doesn't mean they're always a narcissist. It doesn't mean that they can't take responsibility. Sometimes it's just hard. We get stuck in our feelings and our emotions and our own space that we can't get outside of ourselves. I know Rob, my partner, sometimes when I come and say, hey, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that happened. He'll say, wait, what what was that? What you said? Acting as if I don't often apologize. So I told him, like, would you stop? I apologize when I mess up. And it's kind of a running joke now at this point. 
But I've struggled at times to apologize in the past because I was making things about me or I thought I knew what was best and I wasn't holding space for him. So what I find is when I own my stuff and I apologize when I need to apologize for my stuff only, it opens up this space where he can be vulnerable and say, hey, it's okay, no big deal. I do the same thing. Or we can talk through something versus staying mad. I know I have some couples, y'all, that I work with that they're like, well, we haven't talked in a couple of hours or a day or two. I'm thinking, what do you, wait, what are you talking about? You haven't talked. Don't y'all live in the same space? Holding grudges, stuffing and stacking, and not apologizing will cause so much resentment, which is anger turned inward. In that relationship, it makes it harder and harder to recover and heal from that. So say you're sorry, own your stuff, apologize, and move forward. For the person that's being apologized to, don't be grabbing on that as if that's baggage you're going to bring and throw back up to them again and again. Because you can't work through issues if you stay stuck in that constant conflict cycle. Heal, reframe, and move forward. The fifth thing that you can do to be a better communicator is knowing what your wants and your needs are. Because what is the point in being in any type of relationship dynamic if you don't know what your needs are or what you want from that? Even when it comes to conversations, I know every single time you go talk to your partners that you're not going to say, I need to vent. Can you listen? There's times where you're just going to start talking. I say this from personal experience, but it is awesome when we know what we need, especially in that conversation. I'm going through some things personally and professional right now. And it's one of the reasons I've been a little uh, MIA lately is just kind of dealing with some of my own stuff that I'm trying to work through. And I am venting and talking a lot. And so I'll just sometimes walk out of my office and say, Rob, you have a second. I got to talk about this. And if he's available, he'll say, yeah, what's going on? And then I'm just, blah, you know, dump it out. And he'll sit there, listen to me, nod. He knows not to jump in there and offer a suggestion because he knows I'm just venting. And if he does, I'll say, hey, I just need to talk this out. I don't really need um, you to help me figure it out yet. I might later. But me letting him know what I need helps me get my needs met. It lets him be that incredible person he is because he's there trying to help me and holding space, meaning just letting me talk without jumping in and making sure he's giving me that attention to listen helps me work through that. So there's times where you're not going to know what you need and then your partner is going to jump in and try to offer you a suggestion or tell you, hey, have you tried this? You're likely going to feel real frustrated because you did not ask for their opinion. You were just sharing and talking, but they didn't know that. Maybe you didn't know that either. So my ask for you is versus jumping in and saying, no, you're not listening. Why are you hearing me? Which is real easy for us to do. I want you to say, oh, you know, sorry about that. I just, I just need to vent. Can you just hold on? I don't really want to get your thoughts on it or maybe not yet, or I'm not sure if I do, but I just need to talk it out. Then they'd be like, oh, okay, got it. Then you can just sit and talk. But as soon as you figure out what that need is from that situation and in that communication at that time, the better. Because then you get your needs met and the person you're conversing with, they're able to be that shining star to help you with that. So we don't want to make it where we're leaving it up to the other person to have to figure it out. If we can figure that out quicker than not, that helps a lot when it comes to communication and working through issues. And that's the biggest thing that I want you to think about is how you're showing up, how you're communicating, how you're keeping the constant conflict cycle down and healing and resolving versus add more crap to the pile that you have to work through. Because if you don't stop and start sorting some of this stuff out, it becomes so overwhelming. And then the trust goes further down before the intimacy and connection goes further down and you're not going to be able to work through what you need. So with going through these five things, number one, radical responsibility of yourself. 
Number two, letting it roll and not personalizing everything that comes your way. Number three, not being that victim. Number four, apologizing without hesitation when it's your stuff to apologize for. And then knowing what you want or need from that conversation. You've got these five things. I want you to go practice them now in the next couple of days. Extra points if your loved one, partner, friend, family, whoever you communicate with the most listens to this episode so they can hear what you're working on. So they, hint, hint, can also work on their end, right? The best way to see change is to model it to give the best chance for that healthy dynamic to develop. So let me know what you thought about this episode. If you found it helpful, send me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email, or maybe you're ready to come on the podcast and chat with me. Coming soon, we're going to have a couple of you calling in and talking through your one question you have that you want me to answer. Make sure you look on the episode page. I'll be sharing this as well. Love to have you on and and answer your one question here on the show. Thanks again for being here and being a part of it and sticking around, especially with that bit of absence that I took. I can't wait to serve you even better going forward.